At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's another edition of Sincerely Unqualified. Throw it a little wrench in it. I'm pretty sure we said we were doing <laughs> Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, we're going to see if we can do that next week. You'll see it in the episode title. But you see, we're doing Nope this week. Mm-hmm. Winnie sold me on it last week. He already talked about it a little bit, but we're going to talk spoilers. We're going to get to get a nice discussion in about it because... You know, as comedy people, we love to see one of the most successful sketch comedy people of the last, what, 20? Pro- I mean, fr- last while. Look, last while. Also, I would I would stuff. say probably in the history of sketch comedy. He's yeah. like, he's in the. I was going to throw it out the, there, but. Him, Key and Peele are probably in the top five. If we're talking I would ensembles. Say Key and Peele are definitely on. The, yeah, I, yeah. I think definitely top five. So my um, question also is, are we grouping SNL as one whole entity or are we doing like troops within them as like top? Like, are we doing are Lonely like Island or like casts? Or are we doing? Oh, like, like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, there are a few kind of groups within SNL. Yeah. But well, I think the that would be an unfair have... metric. Yeah, I think you could go casts. I mean, probably but then also you have, to, you have to bring in writers and stuff. So... We'll just exclude SNL from this. Their well, that's easy to rank. Three. There's only like 45 seasons, right? <laughs> like that, we can pretty much do that in this episode if we wanted. We could rank. That would be really. That would be. That would be just going. Season, well, you know, season 37 two. was our. That would be so fucking confusing. Season 36 is ranked 22. On a, it'd be like a Dude. game of bingo for anybody listening. <laughs> People would need like a PhD in SNL just yeah. to be able to follow that episode. Get your like, notepad well, you out. Know, 14 was a little better than 44. Listing but all knows that. <laughs> Each individual cast member, <laughs> the lighting director on season thirty-two was absolutely outstanding for the uh, the sketch that the, the, just but going off. But you know, on. Bill Reiki in season twenty always had the boom mic in the right corner. It's just you know <laughs> you can't stand that production. What if we did season by season, cast by cast, and then ranking the cast? by the guests that they all had on that season as well? That's another metric. Just a separate line. Each cast member's movies or music, whatever they are, well, you gotta rank what I, those. Here's what I'll say. I'll say I have a definitive number one, and it's my number one is Lauren Michaels as number one creative showrunner director of SNL. Of, of SNL? Yes, I will say that. I mean, I guess. I, I figured you would go there, but I don't... How know, does man. that impact LeBron's legacy? Let's I think <laughs> that I think if if you were putting LeBron up against him, mm-hmm. you know, I think LeBron would just have to send out a tweet okay. saying that he does his great job as a showrunner, and then yeah. then everyone will be able to say that. You know, they call they call Lord Little LeBron. Real well, he's got over forty seasons under his belt. Like LeBron can never touch that, honestly. I don't think that he put up the stats and the amount of games per season that he's putting up, the amount of different people he's had to guard. High pressure situations, yeah, too. I mean, yeah. An hour a week versus 48 minutes. I mean, it's no contest. It's no contest. <laughs> you, you do realize that during the all regular the, season, he plays a lot more than 48 I, I know, minutes. I know. Okay. All, the, all the off-season recruiting and tampering that LeBron does. Meanwhile, Lorne's out there recruiting wholesale. He's hanging out in comedy clubs, not laughing at people. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like that's the the highest laugh that you could get. <laughs> that's what you always hear the old SNL people talk about. There, you know that fateful night where they went up after so and so at the comedy yeah. cellar, and Lauren was there, and people warn him like Lauren doesn't laugh, but for some reason there are a lot of people that were on SNL that Lauren laughed at. I feel like that's why they're on SNL and not somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. That's, that's actually, we should feel, make a podcast of people who got rejected from SNL and yeah. be like, oh, so did Lord laugh? 
the people who say Lauren didn't laugh are the ones that never made it on the show. And I think there's a pretty clear correlation between the two things. Pretty good, pretty good guests on the pod. They're like walking out of their fifth audition. They're Ooh. like, by the way, Lauren just does not laugh. And, and like somebody walks in, Bill you Hader, know, and he walks right. out. He's, he's like, that guy was fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> they go up. Right before Bill Hader, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, everyone did say he doesn't oh, laugh. So and then stoic. Bill Hader goes, guy's just dying. Dude, huge pod update, by the way. Huge. Yes. Huge? Only one thing could be more huge. Oh, I just thought of something that could be the hugest. But we'll stick with the huge for now. Okay. Crumholtz is in something, right? Crumholtz is back yeah. as uh, Bernard the Elf in a, a Santa Claus sequel. I know. I saw that or, they were trying to keep it you, secret, apparently. Oh, are they? Because, yeah, you sent it to me. What Wasn't it... Is it a Santa Claus sequel, or are they making a it's TV show out of it or Santa something? Santa Claus sequel. So I think it's... Yeah, I think it it's has, a sequel. They gotta go TV show. They can't go with yeah. the movie. This, and oh, Tim David Allen... David Krebholtz will be in The Santa Clauses on Disney+. Plus. Yes. The Santa... Yep. And... Tim Allen, I think, either tweeted or said something like, oh, this was supposed to be a secret, but I guess the cat's out of the bag, which means they 100% that, planned this. That the because TV if, show is happening or that Crumbles yeah, no, is if, making well, his big return? <laughs> I think that this is happening. I don't think that, you know, the, the Crumbles news was breaking anybody's. <laughs> like, it's breaking my... Dude, okay, you can say there is a show called The Santa Clauses that is either a sequel or related to the Santa Claus mm-hmm. movie series, movie trilogy that I know and love. I know and love it, and I wouldn't care a single bit. You say David Crumholtz will return as Bernard in the Santa Clauses for Disney Plus source yeah. deadline from at discussing a film, and I am excited. Just, I feel like David Crumholtz is like comedy's guy's guy. Like, Crumholtz! He's not this massive massive person no but if but you know you everyone know. who's involved in some way shape or form with any comedy show or like the santa claus or anything like that yeah. you always hear his name mentioned if you somewhere. really do the, the amount of times i've been listening to a podcast and someone just mentions oh you know crumb holtz did so and so yeah like, wait people know this guy too <laughs> not, this guy's we're the, not bad mouth and crumb holtz, no. you know we're big crumb holtz guys but it's just funny because I feel like if you would ask the average person who's David Crumbolts, they would have no idea. Uh, exactly. And then the you have like Jonah Hill being like, yeah, Crumbolts was there. It's like, I'm sorry, can you repeat that sentence? <laughs> You're telling me he's not a barista? I like, mean, what do you mean? So this, si- this does, it has 22,000 likes, which I haven't been on Twitter in a very long time, but what, I got to assume that's nothing Tim to Allen one? scoff at. No, the, the Crumbolts specific one. Ah, well, everybody loves them crumholds when they can get it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. We've just said quite the opposite. No, no, no. <laughs> but I feel like there's a very niche market for that. Like the 22,000, if that's like, if that tweet is saying Tim Allen replies, reprises his role, I think that gets 100,000. Okay, okay, that's fair. You know? Yeah, we are in a niche market here. The uh, So... A guy with a cowboy so, yeah, he did avatar. Tweet. Let, me, let me see how, how many retweets. It, oh, so Tim Allen only got 27,000. Okay. He got so 27,000 likes. marginally better yeah. than the Crumholtz. Well. They, uh, they, so Jeff at Dinky Winks just comments, my king, in, an exclamation point. So at Dinky Winks, we're with you. Shout out Crumholtz. I, I agree. Shout out Tinky Winks. <laughs> Who could forget Tinky Winks? Who could the, forget Tim Allen from Home Improvement? <laughs> you in know reality, what the, though, dude. When I look back on our Crumholtz moments on the yes. pod, we're talking. We, I mean, we have a bunch because he's his in everything. Role, yeah, I mean, obviously he's kind of in everything, but specifically, like how good he was on Freaks and Geeks. You remember yep. the 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 college guy comes back home. Yeah, his brother. Yeah, like he, yeah, his but, older so he's brother in college, comes back. He comes back home and then kind of woos. Mm-hmm. Blanking on her name, but you know who she is. Her, he woos Wonderful. her. Wonderful, wonderful yeah. acting. Can't remember anyone's name of that show. Something with an F, maybe Frankie or something. Some Fra- Jason Sieg's or something. But mm-hmm. Krumholtz. 
Krumholtz. That's the name I'll stick with you. He's a Jud, an early Judd guy, and everybody just he's rode with him since. Including us. Did you, no, oh, did so you the know that he was thing? in Freaks and Geeks and this? And the Santa Clauses on and Disney Plus? I have no idea. Deadline? Source BuzzFeed. Six Dude. David Krumholtz projects you didn't know. <laughs> we, should, we should definitely... I'm going to fire back up the blog for those three blog posts that we did back like two and a half years ago. I'm just going to do... Here are 10 David Krumholtz facts you need to know. I feel ten, like if we... Here are 10 Easter eggs on David Krumholtz that you've never seen. <laughs> I feel like we have to write this article and then just send it to him and see what he says. I think just if we, we did... 10, 10 uh, Easter eggs on David Krumholtz that you haven't seen and just Photoshop really small pictures of him like in various roles badly like on his arm and stuff. Yeah. He would like that. D- okay. Guess the, the, the movie that's coming out next year. Big. He is in it. Oh, I think I actually did see he was in something pretty big. But Do you something- know what it is? Well, what I was, what I'll tell you would be the hugest thing. I think would be better than whatever this is going to be. But you tell us what it is. What is the hugest thing? The beekeeper. If if Krumholtz <laughs> weasels his way to the beekeeper alongside <laughs> Statham, what he's if he the, is one of the bees and he stings Statham? He's the beekeeper's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> he's the beekeeper's funny and cousin. He, he's the guy who's who's catchphrase back to him like Jason Statham always says quit blowing smoke up my ass because half their job is just blowing smoke on bees so they're just working that in there and Krumholtz is always complimenting him on his treatment of these bees and he's just like quit blowing smoke up my ass Krumholtz and they don't change his name (laughs) they call him Krumholtz I like the idea of a buddy cop uh, movie with but instead of cops like specifically stay the no not both of them i like stay them as the beekeeper and then Krumholtz as the coked up guy in uh super bad and they're <laughs> for some reason they're playing the role of cops i think, that was, char- I think yeah. they already made that movie i think it was called let's be cops but i haven't seen it <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was it wasn't i think jake that damon, johnson was wasn't in that, that movie. damon waynes and jake johnson was it yeah i think it was I'm I haven't seen that sure one, but I'm a big it. I'm a big both of those guys guy. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, Krumholtz. but he's uh let's, he's let's an Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Which is like one of the biggest probably it should be the biggest movie in like ten years. Yeah. I feel I mean, like if you're not in imagine he's I'm just, just like, numbers out he's, by the way. <laughs> he's one of the nuke dummies. He's just in the scene. <laughs> like, it's blown up. David Krumholtz in Oppenheimer as the nuke. It's like everyone, it's just the Nuketown oh. map, and then it's just him standing there. <laughs> I just Did thought you, of a bad and joke then, at Krumholtz's expense, by the we, way. We should write another blog after that that says, this secret David Krumholtz Easter egg in Oppenheimer. <laughs> and it's just the nuke with his head on it. <laughs> that, I, I thought of a bad joke at Krumholtz's expense, because I think our boy might have gained a little weight, and I'm pretty I sure one of the nukes is called too. Fat Boy. Yeah, he looked... <laughs> Wasn't it like, like short he, man and fat boy or something? Uh, I don't know. I, I try not lady. to keep. I, I try not to keep tabs on the names of nukes that we've dropped on fat boy. civilizations. Uh, but fat boy nuke. <laughs> it's, it's quite a Google it's, search. What if it's fat already, man? Fat man. Fat man. That's. I thought I might have said that. But fat what nuke if, names. What if? It yeah. Was, uh, what if Krumholtz? That Photoshop is already on there. If you type in fat man nuke. <laughs> Fat Man Nuke was recently cast in Oppenheimer. <laughs> Dude, it by was the way, Fat oh, Man and Little Boy. I literally, I wanted to, uh, yeah. So I think I was right, so or maybe I got a, it mixed up. He was a little boy. I got in, four right in Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Move on. We get it. We get it. Oppenheimer. I I wanted to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. I, so I actually I went out to see an open IMAX, so I got the IMAX trailers, which was awesome. Was it one of the loudest trailers you've ever seen in your life for Oppenheimer? Yeah, but it was sick. Yeah, it I mean honestly, when you're watching IMAX, you're just like uh, everything's the loudest thing I've ever heard. Exactly. Like, why am I doing this? I've seen a few IMAX movies in the last few years, 
And I was like, yeah, I mean, cool. I like how big the screen is. It's also kind of cool because they have the speaker set up spatially. Yep. So, like, for Nope, you hear the horse running to the left and then the dialogue mm-hmm. to the right. But I don't know why everything has to be ear-piercingly loud. It's ridiculous, right? Like, we had to, when we saw Nope, too, we had to move seats. So, we were on the leftmost side of the theater, but not all the way left. You know how it's sparsed out into three sections? So, there's the leftmost side that nobody sits in unless you're weird middle section where everyone sits and then the right hand side we were in the leftmost side of the middle section like top left yeah Yeah. and we're sitting there for the trailers and i'm sitting there and my girlfriend's basically just like i i don't think i can sit here for this because first of all we get all these trailers and they're ridiculously loud and it's music and everything and then i feel like an old man but i'm also like look i i'm pretty tolerant with movie hearing yeah I can't listen unless it's the beekeeper trailer. I'm not listening. And then we get to Oppenheimer where it's just like fucking nuke going off and a timer. And I feel like I'm just being cooked in a microwave, literally. Oh, I get it. See? (laughs) Um, And then we move. So I want to ask you about this move. We see at the back of the theater and it's right as the movie is going to start. Okay. We know this movie is going to get ridiculously loud no matter what because that's how IMAX works and we see at the back of the theater because we're in the last row this is a massive theater yep there's a section of two seats all the way at the back okay and there on either side is an area for where a wheelchair would go because those are those seats and then there's two seats in the middle now we didn't want our eardrums to pop being on the leftmost side and we saw those seats were open and we waited we waited a good amount of time for anybody to come in and you assign your seats in there and you know if somebody's gonna be there how full was the theater very very full very very so these are the only seats that weren't kind of like right next to someone or literally like if we were to move anywhere else it'd be weird and we were in the back row so we could sneakily do it like just go back there Mm -hmm. 10 minutes into the movie we just moved back to those seats Yep. Didn't hurt, didn't hurt anybody. Nobody was there. We're not taking them. <laughs> What's the vibe on the move? I, I feel like you were going to add the story. Like, and then oh. three kids in wheelchairs came in. <laughs> Sorry, we're late. The elevator broke. Like, we were just keeping it warm. <laughs> it takes us longer to do things, man. What did you expect <laughs> from us? Well, because we got nervous because there was a back entrance. Yeah. Where literally by the seats. And we were like, fuck, is somebody going to walk yeah. in here and just blow up our spot in the middle of this, like, because it's a packed theater. So if somebody's uh-huh. like, hey, these are our seats, and then you, the whole theater turns around and there's these two <laughs> 20-something-year-old kids sitting in the wheelchair seats. Very, that is very quickly the, get think, up and then use their legs to walk away. That's yeah, a tough I move. I think we would probably have to leave and okay. never come back. So you're going to like what I have to say. Okay. One, just, you know. I think you're okay. I I yeah. I have done this before as well. You wait till the end, and what, yep. so what I'll do, and the the reason I say that you're gonna like it is because it's confirmed that it's okay. It's not bad at all. So when you go and click on that ticket on the Regal app, it actually like on the seat it says this is a wheelchair helper seat. Uh, please know that if you buy this and someone with a wheelchair comes, then you have to give up your seat for the person oh, helping them. Oh, okay. So you can buy it. It's right. basically like, don't. Well, it's it's <laughs> you can buy it, but it like it's obviously reserved for that purpose. Like, hey, yeah. let's help out these people. But if you if they're open, then yeah, you can you can sit there. And also, what what I do is I'll always, especially if I need to make a move somewhere, I'll break out the app and then keep Check clicking this. on the time to see yeah. how the charts filling up but yeah i uh i sat in the middle in the back and to be honest oh. i was gonna move up closer to people because i was like this i, it I felt hurting. like i was getting so much noise from just the back speakers but then i realized that i guarantee you it would not be better in the middle of the theater no it doesn't get like, better anywhere 
Also, I was worried that I was going to be jumping a lot and being scared, so I booked a seat away <laughs> from everyone else. Of course you did. Well, also a reason why we moved is because we I, like I booked the seat super early because I knew it was going to be a packed theater. Yeah, but, so, like, so when did you go? Be, did you go like opening weekend? Opening weekend. So oh, we went cool. that Saturday of the opening weekend. Were there a bunch it, of dumb kids? No, bunch thank of teenagers. God. There, were, oh. there was people of like our age, a little bit older. Everybody was fucking invested which nice. was awesome so they were all into the movie like the exact theater you want the issue was we booked so early that i was like we'll be in the clear nobody's gonna sit right next to me you know the, yeah. we're on the leftmost side of the row you at least get a buffer seat like one buffer seat yeah because then it gets yeah. weird mm-hmm. if there's not then you got to do that weird lean where you're on that one armrest oh, there on the other that. and you're like am i taking this are you taking this do you want to put you your soda there early if you don't take it, that's you establishing you're not taking it. Yeah. If I jump a little, is it going to be like, they don't know me. This is odd. I don't want to experience that next to you. This is in Disney Park. I don't care. Like, this is, it gets uncomfortable. It does. So, we're sitting there, and like, right before the movie starts, this other couple walks in and sits right next to me. Right next to us. Like, directly Where, next Was to there us. any buffer possible? The only buffer was between me and the next person, and there were four seats. So I see them walking up, and I'm like, this is not going to end well for one of us. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's either like, you're not next to him, or you're not next to us. Yeah. And there was no in between. So they're sitting next to us, and I was like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. Like, I just don't like sitting next to random people in general. Yeah. Especially in a cat, like a, a movie that I really want to see, because it just like, I'm always more worried about. There's always something in your mind, like you're always cognizant of the person next to you if you don't exactly. Know like yeah. there's that, there is that like self-conscious thing, whatever's in us that's just like, even if it's all good, the person's not doing anything weird, like you're always not going to be 100% invested. Sure, you, exactly. you're going to get to 95, but even... I don't want to chuckle away. at the wrong things because then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. then it's embarrassing, but it's not. Well, it's so there is stupid. a point in this movie, and we're going to do movie update, I think, yeah, before we it. start talking nope, but there was a point where I went full jump, hands cover the face for I like a like half I second, know. and then I realized afterwards that I did it, and I was like, thank God I'm not sitting around <laughs> anyone, because I literally did the, the classic, like, I wouldn't be surprised if I was like... <laughs> and then forgot. You're, you're one of those people who they show in horror movie trailers <laughs> when they're showing the night in vision. Night vision. <laughs> yeah, just you're one of those guys that's like, Ooh, it's like audiences everywhere oh, no. are freaking out over the new Saw Six, and they're like, oh, it's Saw Seventy Two, and this tall white guy can't help but be scared. I'm just a lawyer, really now. <laughs> And then Saw just starts saying, hey, it looks like you're balding. And he's like, no! Saw goes to preschool. What? <laughs> They're just I, running I out of ideas. I did a bridge if he starts, saying, yeah. it starts talking to the guy that's scared in the trailer. Like and Saw then you just, just said, Saw yeah. goes to preschool. That's the movie trailer that you're seeing. Saw goes in every alternate universe because every movie company becomes one big conglomerate. It's like Saw in the Cars universe. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> he puts a boot on everybody's car wheels. And then he's like... <laughs> This is one race Lightning McQueen won't win. To deactivate your boot, you must admit you were speeding on 95 and hit that pedestrian Vespa. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, we got off the rails here. You must admit that you killed two people on the PCH, but no one talks about it. There's, that was a uh, that was, was it, I know someone, that if you know I know who it was about and that wasn't on the PCH that was in London. <laughs> no, it's in the PCH. Was it? Or, or probably were just they thinking from about London? People. No, it was the he starred in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh no no no! I just oh, were you I talking just about heard about that else? too. Yeah, I was talking about Caitlyn Jenner, but whatever. Um, oh, that, Black Panther yeah. two. <laughs> so we were talking uh, yeah, about let's very movie different people. <laughs> It, let's not we don't need to bring that up no people. no no that's no, their own good. personal we're thing good. yeah no um, I, well i wouldn't okay. say super personal because <laughs> you know other you know 
other families are affected. So Yes, exactly. Let's move on to movie update here, huh? Let's do it. I'll start us out. Okay. So Black Panther 2 casts UFC champion Kamaro Usman. And fortunately, they did it for pretty cheap because Black Panther just walked up after the guys in Jackass to get hit in the nuts. That's his cameo. You remember Jackass <laughs> 4? The guy, Aaron, just takes a punch from him right in the nuts. That was the most absurd. I think that was the scariest thing that they did this entire Jackass. It was wild. That was him too, right? That was him, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just the the sure. hardest puncher in the entire world walks up to you and goes like, I'm going to hit you in the nuts. Yeah. I, I think he literally caved in a metal cup. Oh, that, no, was that, that was P.K. That was Francis, um That, that was, was Francis and Ghanu. Oh, it was Francis and Ghanu. Yeah, okay. Movie update stands. People don't need to know that. Forget you're hearing this right now. <laughs> Forget that we know who it is now. That's <laughs> that's why I asked, because I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't him. <laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> very, very in-depth research was done here. <laughs> This is what you come here for, folks. The best. I think I think Usman fights in like 160, and Ngannou is like 220 plus. Ngannou's like a yeah, he's a heavyweight. Dude's like no. a house. Ah uh, no, yeah, Usman. I don't think Usman's a heavyweight. He might be. I think. I don't know no. uh, UFC that well, if I'm being honest. I can tell. He's That's- a welterweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly just saw some like a a well-known name in UFC, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that movie update works." <laughs> yeah, it's it. getting punched. Somebody's getting hit. A UFC guy just trying to. I'm always just trying to bridge a gap to Jackass at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it all connects back. I think if we we did the seven connections thing, it goes back to there. He's PK Subban's cousin. And he hit a slap shot. (laughs) What? All right. So Colin Farrell in Ron Howard's new movie is doing kind of a reenactment, which is what a movie is, of the 13 surviving soccer team situation in the, I believe it's the Philippines. um, Or was it? It was when they got stuck in a cave, right? Exactly. When they got stuck in a cave. They experienced, like, super high rain levels. They got trapped in there. Colin Farrell is now saying that Vigo, who's his co-star, refused... Yes. Okay. Thank you. Refused to do, like, to get a stunt double. And so he was like, I don't want to go in alone. And he, he's doing it all himself, and he's detailing his panic attacks. <laughs> it's basically just, like... I'm giving him a free pass on this one because when you usually hear people on movie sets having panic attacks, it's like, I got too deep into character and this dude's doing something that every military in the world said, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. He's, I think I'm okay. People are worried about being too much like Abraham Lincoln and then yeah. he's like, yeah, you know they left them down there for a reason, right? Yeah. Austin <laughs> that was Butler's- the whole thing. They were down there and they got... They were stuck. Austin Butler's like, I've turned too much into Elvis over the past two and a half years. <laughs> and Colin Farrell's like, I couldn't see light for two hours. <laughs> Austin Butler's like, I'm worried every day I'm going to die taking a shit. And then <laughs> you know how like, many people I was worried I was going to die 14 times <laughs> in 12 minutes. <laughs> I only had 30 minutes of oxygen and we were stuck. Like, my headlight died, and I started diving six months ago. <laughs> I would say this rivals the rigor of stunts of his last movie in Horrible Bosses. I would say one is as tough, if not tougher, than the other. Dude. He had to deal with that balding head. was so good as the coked-up yeah. son digging over the company. Oh, I just- I want you to trim the fat. What do he you did mean? did a lot of sword Fire work. Fire all the in that fat one. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. All right. Can you imagine splunking like in that for a movie? Them splunking. saying that's what it's called, splunking, where you basically cave dive in places that you're not supposed oh. to go. Oh, I've literally never heard that term. 
Yeah, Probably because I don't have much interest in cave diving in places I'm not okay. supposed to go. You know what I see? Sometimes I see videos of cave diving, which, number one, people nope. are like, yeah, we get lost. Like, people get lost and die. I'm like, you know how to avoid that? You just don't go hey, splunking. Don't splunk. And then there's people who go, like, deep into caves and force themselves through those six inch crevices they're like it's gonna be really tough to breathe at some points and it's super dark down here like i can't even move my sometimes my clothing gets stuck it's like you could surf you know you can also go turn around if it looks like that hole is too thin for you you know what it's not meant for you it just turn around what could be down there more spiders turn around yeah not not ideal. All right, I'm going to hit you with two really geophytes. quick. these Okay. Uh, Nick Offerman had a surprise Mission Impossible 8 casting, and he addressed media for the first time, talking about how much of a surprise it was that his character was dry and witty. That's all. That's all it is. That's Nick Offerman. That's a really new casting for him. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe Estate defends Ana Diarmas casting after accent backlash. So Ana Diarmas is playing Marilyn Monroe, and people don't know how they feel about it, including the guys who sued that company for not seeing her enough, and they're just trying their hardest not to play devil's advocate with this whole thing. <laughs> Look, I love her, but, you know, I just, I'm just saying, it should go both ways. Remember the people that were mad she wasn't in a movie enough? That's what I'm... Those are the guys. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> now they're just like... Now they're like, look, I don't know. I just, you know... I think we have to, to do home. both ways. I knew Marilyn personally, and I think that she would hate this. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean... People can't get enough. I also... I'm, I, I need to see how the accent turns out. I think it'll be fine. I don't know. I, I need to see it in I'm going to be totally honest with you. I need to see it I, seven times to I make sure it's... I know it's good podcasting to always just, like, have an opinion on something. I'm going to have care. the most lack of opinion about a Marilyn Monroe movie that ever... Like, the fact <laughs> you know, that people are actually getting up in arms about a Marilyn Monroe movie is wild. I know. I The fact Look, that I, I will never... Like, that's a movie that if... Number one, she wasn't in it. Number two, there wasn't this controversy about an accent. I wouldn't know about it, and I pr- probably yeah. would never see it. I mean, but I'm not going to the theater buying like two tickets for Marilyn, please. Yeah, like Marilyn Monroe is one of the most like well-known icons, huge, huge, culturally relevant person to this day. And yeah. I couldn't care less if Ana de Armas plays her in a movie. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. She could be played by Emma Stone, and I don't care. She could be That'd played be by fun. Jason Statham playing the beekeeper, and I would be much happier. Honestly, that accent might fit a little better than Ana de Armas' <laughs> accent. She'll be fine. I Who don't cares? like the, the spotlight. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Like Jason Statham singing that as Marilyn Monroe to JFK. <laughs> so many people take pictures of me all the time because I'm a beautiful beautiful woman you see my skirt flap up that flap was like a bee's wings <laughs> i went so, to that manhole and i thought about what a bee would do so i lifted up my skirt and i colonized <laughs> <laughs> i imagine the queen going right up there <laughs> i am the queen of hollywood all of these workers surround me. So Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese are getting together now for their seventh film, which is kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, that is wild. It's the wager now. So they're getting together for the wager. And their first film together I saw was Gangs of New York, which is almost old enough that Leo would dump it. Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is kind of wild. It's how long ago coming, this come out now? How, how coming up on twenty five? It's twenty one years old. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, if, yeah. if it was twenty five, yeah, no, not for Leo. It's getting there. Yeah, not trust for me. It's getting the second that you think the second it turns that old, he's taking it off his IMDb. 
Like this year, do you think Titanic's coming off of his IMDb? Page? Oh, Titanic's been off. <laughs> like, Titanic's been off, baby. He deleted Kate Winslet from his iPhone. He's like, I can't have this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't risk. I this. did see. I don't know if he made that list. Did you see the pollution list for the celebrities? That was just funny. In general, I just thought about that. Um, no, he's he living didn't. his best life. I only know that because part of my take talked about it, and they <laughs> specifically know. asked about him because he's a big uh, climate guy. I saw a video of him or a, a pictures of him like on a mega yacht and everything, and it was like, <laughs> I'm glad Leo hasn't left character in eight years because he's just <laughs> he's doing what the method. Wolf of Wall Street was. <laughs> I, I thought that was a Titanic reference, but no, he's just doing the Jordan Belfort set. He's got like six women on a yacht. Yeah, but that's also probably what Leonardo DiCaprio does. <laughs> Obviously, it is because it's a picture of him. I'm just saying that people is are like, he oh, did, he's yeah. doing the Jordan Belfort thing, or no, you mean he's playing the part of a multi-million-dollar Hollywood actor. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Vinny Chase. It's like, no, Vinny Chase is that guy. Yeah. That's him. Exactly. In real, you're looking there, at him. There's so would do that at Entourage. Yeah. We yeah. know. I know. Now all I see Vinny Chase talk about is whales. But <laughs> he's a big ocean foundation guy. A big ocean guy? Yeah. Nice. Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier. Shout out whales. Everyone loves whales. And bees. Everyone loves whales and the ocean. Uh, all right. Want to move on to Nope? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to start out because I, I want to directly comment on what you said. I think I asked you to scale it one to ten for me in terms of scariness. Mm-hmm. What'd you give it again? Like a six? I said like a six and a half, maybe. Dude. I don't even think it was up there. I just scale didn't want to like. I didn't even. That's, I didn't I, look. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't know your level of spook spookiness. Oh, it's. I didn't it's know how easily spooked you get. And I didn't know what level answer. of uh, what level of psychological impact that movie would have on you with the <laughs> monkey. Because you could have walked out of there and said that monkey thinks the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. That was a nine out of ten, and I would be like, that's understandable. I didn't want to sway you I in mean, any direction. Well, we'll get into spoil. Like that's not a spoiler. If someone hasn't seen Nope and you want to see how scary it is, just know. It's not. I think that with this monkey thing that Woody's talking about, you probably would have to have your own monkey trauma coming into it. I don't it. know about that. All that right. was... Well, we'll, wait. we'll yeah. wait to talk about it in spoilers, but what I would say is it's definitely like psychological. It's like a, a Jordan Peele movie in that way, but I honestly don't even... I, don't, I mean, it's horror, but... It was fun horror. I think it's more suspense, honestly. I don't even think yeah. I would call it horror. I would say it's a strict suspense movie fantastic movie though i really liked oh. it few things i want to talk about with you okay i had a but, great like i would just say theater experience and general vibe of going to see that movie yeah it's just a great time going to see it like yeah do, you go in and it's billed as a horror but you just come out having a great time and you yeah. just come out thinking oh shit that was awesome yeah and, and I that's think what it's, i love about it it's just something that we've come to expect from jordan peele at this point like he has his own style, even if these movies are going to be different from one another. They all have this psychological kind of plot twist thing going on. Some, I would say, are more horror-based than others. This one, I would say, yeah. is more sci-fi than it is horror, honestly. I think this is his least scary one yet. Yeah. To yeah. put it in the rankings, and that depends on how you quantify it. But I think from my perspective, like I would say number one is probably Get Out. I haven't seen Get Out in actually, a while, but I was just thinking about it. And I was like, wait, I think Get Out is just suspense, too. I actually, don't think it's I think horror. Us, us is probably number one. Yeah, because that's the one that just I think was actually it, supposed it to did, be horror. It did get me. There were some scenes that were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Get Out, the end, I would say, is very fuck like. Yeah. I think it's more creepy and everything like that. Right. The whole buildup is what gets you the suspense of what's going on. Yeah. And then the end is just like, holy shit. Um. This and one, I don't think one, that I you have, say, like, really any elements of that creepiness well, there, that crept through I, the other two. Well, I think there's definitely creepiness. All right, I we'll think go, that there, yeah. We'll break into that. So, you know, you have two people kind of disagree, but definitely we're saying that it's the third on the scale if you try to go see it. Um, yeah. I would definitely suggest it because also everything that he makes just looks so cool, too. Like, oh, yeah. The, 
Again, oh, two episodes in a row. on the Universal tour. Really? Yeah, so like the Jupes landing uh-huh. place, it's on the, so the actual set they use for that is on the Universal tour now. So you go and you tour all the sets and they take you through Jupes landing. And I've seen videos of, on TikTok of people touring it and like it's all disheveled like it was after it got marked. Um, but it's. Well, now we're into spoilers. I mean, I look. I feel like it's pretty comfortable if you got into this point. Like we're gonna talk about the <laughs> I movie. I wanted to see if people wanted to just check out how scary it was, but I'm gonna. That was marked already in the timestamps as a spoiler. Um, <laughs> so we're in the spoiler section. Yeah, Jupe's Jupe's landing got messed up, which because that's really that was one that's of my ultimately favorite the like the spoiler of the movie essentially. Yeah, is what, that was what it is. Probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah. and favorite as in waiting for that big holy shit moment mm-hmm. of what's going to happen here and you know like things get sucked up to that point and things maybe are a little off this is the first time you're really seeing people get yeah, rocked of and that the one scene of the woman in like that you don't know where she is and it almost when she gets pulled up looks like either a face is looking at her you're still not entirely sure what's going on like she's in the intestine and it oh, looks yeah. like at the yeah. end, she's like looking up and there's somewhat of right. a, I don't even know what she was looking at, but that part was just like wild. I, I was shook. into it. Yeah. It was, yeah, like out of nowhere, you're like, okay, now we're picking up. Now we know what's going on. Um, let's, let's go back to the beginning really quick though. Yeah. No, let's shift back. Cause because that was, that was you're like right. the, so the, the monkey thing in the beginning yeah, like you said last episode, you're not sure if it's a trailer for another movie or if the movie mm-hmm. started, because you're like, or I, you do think it's a trailer. I mean, I did, um, and then you quickly realize it's actually part of the movie. And the whole time, I was just waiting to see what's up with this monkey, what's up with this shoe. There yeah. has to be some connection. And this is something we talked about. You know, we already sang its praises, so great movie but something that i want to talk to you about and we briefly texted about but mm-hmm. it just feels like there should have been more of a connection especially because it started out with it um it kept being referenced steven yoon's character i know i think that the the thing that it was supposed to be was just to show how he developed this god complex and why he would get this group of people together to pay to try to see this uh, alien spaceship um, and to show that we pay for spectacle and we're drawn to it. But I kind of wanted, to be honest, I I thought it was almost even going to be somewhat simple, is that the cinematographer that they just randomly decided to join, or not randomly, but who decided to join, who was cryptic and weird, yeah somehow had a connection to steven yoon and was like watching over him like he was directing that episode he was down with the aliens and made that monkey freak out no as a sacrifice yeah you know what i mean like but it almost seemed like but i feel like they they were teeing it up right there almost like i guess but is the easy way out or is the easy route nothing here's here's how i'm thinking about it right so Steven Yoon's character, Jupe, goes through all of that, has all of the stuff in his, like, spectacle-oriented place where he's like, oh, people will pay $50,000 just to stay in this room. So yeah. they want to embrace that kind of spectacle. So, again, he's thinking about it in that way of just like, holy shit, this happened, and then I'm going to try and capture this, what I have now, and give the people a show. Like, give the people what they want. And that's basically what happened. It mirrors the monkey attack because they tried to tame this thing and it ends up fucking with them because they tried to tame it for spectacle, like capture this audience with like this beast. And then it just ruins them, like just destroys them and kills everybody. Yeah. Um, And then I think the photographer guy and the, that other guy is drawn by the same thing, like the impossible shot. Like we all want this impossible shot. So I think it's just like different ranges of people are drawn to the same kind of spectacle. It's like you're trying to get that same thing in different paths. Yeah. They don't have to be connected. This one guy wants glory of like the impossible shot right, right, right. and everything. And then this other guy wants to tame this thing and like show everybody a good show. And everybody's yeah. trying to get like Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya's character 
character st- trying they're to trying the to Oprah capture shot. it on video and get the Oprah shot. Yeah. It's like everybody's involved in this. Um, so yeah. everybody's trying to do the same thing. And I loved how everyone's working together, but they're also competing. And then the slow thing throughout of just kind of finding out that Steven Yoon's character knows about this stuff and like just the slow build of, yeah, he knows that's there too. Um, was kind of awesome to see unfold. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And so maybe maybe my whole thing is just that I was trying to play it up too much in my head because I was like, oh, Jordan Peele movie. There's going to be a crazy reveal because, dude, Get Out floored me. Like, I did not see Get Out coming. I was like, this yep. is like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan-esque. I honestly was just expecting more than a, essentially kind of like a sci-fi thriller that well, was I will like say, oh well the the honestly the reveal almost seemed to be that it, it was almost just like we think about alien spaceships but what if it's not a spaceship what if that's the that, alien itself which is wild was that, that was not crazy cool. to you that, oh, i absolutely. think that was the most inventive way to do something that we've seen recently because it's always they're coming down in the craft it's always the little aliens yep. it's like no what if that the, the second that Daniel OJ said it doesn't fly like a ship and everyone's like, yep. what do you mean? It doesn't fly like a ship. Like it flies like a predator. That was crazy. And then throughout him just kind of doing these things that he understands, like don't look it in the eye, all of that stuff, I think was one of the most crazy things ever. Just like looking at yep. UFOs, not as a UFO. That's why I loved it because it was just a creative take on just like and that that one thing alone where I was thinking the whole time it's a ship. It's got to be, especially when you of get course. jump scared by Jupe's kids, just yeah. like in fucking. Yeah, yeah. Which also I told you about. I did see. Sorry, I'm going off a lot of information here that I've sucked in. Yeah, uh, wait, from re- really quick stuff. Real quick yeah, before the Jupe's kids thing. Um, I do agree. Like I loved that reveal. I thought it was so yeah. cool. They were like. Uh, yeah, it's it's an alien itself. Wild. And then just like, don't look it in the eyes like he knew with the horses. Awesome. I love it. I just, for some reason, was expecting more specifically around this crazy thing that they threw in with the monkey. Like, for some reason, I thought that the monkey was so, like, important and so jarring that they needed to have a little more of a connection. And I trusted, like... Not that I trust in Jordan Peele and he let me down or anything. Again, I love this movie, but I just have such high standards that I was like, okay, if this monkey is so important and they're showing this brutal, brutal thing, it's going to be a little more than yeah. that. But it's it not was, just to be. It was more. And that's what I'll get it. It was a little more. Like, and not like insanely more, but what I texted you was basically what I saw the kids' suits when they were scaring OJ and everybody in the barn, the bottom half aside from the head was a monkey suit, which is like skewing his representation of what the aliens are. Cause he's dealing with what happened in some sort of way. Oh yeah. So their bottom half is a monkey. And then the top half is those cameras they used on the set. And I saw a picture of the cameras and the picture of the face and it's exactly the same. Yeah. And then he calls the aliens, the viewers. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't even think about the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then the crazy, well, one of the crazy things with him too is when I didn't even realize this until just now, honestly, when OJ tries to go buy the horses back, he's like, I want to set something up to like kind of buy the horses back. And he's like, uh, yeah, we can, we can talk about that. It's like, no, he's been feeding them to this alien yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Um, the... The other just quick thing about the monkey scene, and this is when yes. like we get our second iteration of it, and it's even more brutal. The on-air signs and everything are flashing, like something's messing with the electricity. That's another reason I was like, okay, the the aliens are somehow involved in this, what? and that's I, another reason I think. Like if you go back and watch it, if uh, it honestly is just like a classic horror thing. Just have things flickering and, and I don't know, weird things happening. But that's that's the only other thing I would say. But I do I do like all that stuff like you were saying, the the bottom half's aliens, the viewers. That stuff's cool. It's all pretty crazy. And just the uh the waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of thing where yeah. I, why the shoe was standing up. Mm-hmm. 
just all of this all of this is not an original thought of mine it's stuff that i found was super super interesting about it after oh yeah that, i this walked is one out of those the things theater you, and you i look was just up like after. what what is good i looked up on twitter i just searched nope and there's all these people just kind of going off about little things that they saw and i love that stuff yeah where yeah. it was just all those little details um, I even love how they connected at the end. Obviously, the stupid little camera in the ground that they have there. The whole... Yeah, the well camera the, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually taking the only picture. Um, I think one of the scariest things, too, was his co-star being there. Because in the trailers, that was one of the biggest things I think they tried dude, to toss you off absolutely. with. Absolutely. I thought I that thought everyone was, was going to get aliens. possessed or something. Yeah. I thought that was going to be an alien. Yeah. Oh, and dude, literally like, the whole time I was like... I saw her and I was like, yep. oh, I remember this oh, trailer. So, I was yeah. literally searching for her in the back of every single shot. And I was like, is yep. she moving? Where was she? I thought she just moved. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like her starting the alien invasion or something Me of this too. place. And then it turns out, nope, that, that she got her face ripped off by a monkey. Threw me off that so also, much. think her number one character just didn't deserve any of this. <laughs> just... Had a tragic life. Not great. Not only gets attacked by a monkey, gets her face ripped off, but then gets eaten by an alien. It's just not what you're looking for. She had a rough go at it. I wonder if the creepy cinematographer, I wonder if he was talking about her. It's like, these dreams you chase, you don't wake up from them. (laughs) And then it showed Steven (laughs) Yoon. And then that's why I was like, oh, this you guy think he knows was Steven Yoon. Dude, honestly, I, I want to think. I'm going to get working on a theory. Next week, I think, I'll have something look, to report back. There's actually got to be some way that he was involved in that shoot. Like, there's got to be some connection there. Yeah. yeah. You know? I also think, I guess it, they would recover his footage when he got eaten. Like, is that the impossible shot he wanted? Is just getting sucked up and, like, crunched i'm gonna be honest with you considering that uh everything kind of gets crushed in there and then spit out mangled up well i mean some of the, like the the nickels and the keys and well, stuff that giant are fine. Horse so came maybe... out the the key killed his dad at first yeah or the uh the oh, quarter that, that also by that, the way the horse I thought, yeah no the horse is the um thing that made me jump so OJ, Danny Kaluuya is just sitting there in the driver's seat and everything is oh, like yeah. silent. And then all of a sudden the horse comes through the windshield. <laughs> That's literally the okay. scene that I went hands over the face like, Jace. <laughs> that whole scene was not only super scary, but also really funny at the same time, which yeah. is insane that you can mold those together. Jordan where Pill, baby. you hear all of the screams and you hear the people get literally crunched and then mm-hmm. the blood falls the, the horse crazy. falls on the car, and then Daniel Kaluuya just goes and locks the door. Yeah, the yeah. Car. Oh, there were a few really, there were a few like good laughs in this. Not like there, laugh out loud in the theater, but there are a few things oh, that I appreciated a ton. I left, I let out a few chuckles. There, I let let out one when uh, Kiki Palmer, who is great, yeah, calls uh, Daniel Kaluuya and is basically like, "OJ, it's in the cloud." He goes, "Hmm." i just love that yeah just yeah they're both so good in this so that the guy um brandon perea yeah yeah he is also very good it guy yeah i'm glad that he had as big of a role as he did i wasn't he it's one of those things you actually weren't sure in the beginning you're like this guy Mm -hmm. kind of is getting a bunch of lines just to be selling these these people this equipment and then once he goes to their house and starts oh, talking and said, about his girlfriend real. or whatever, you're like, oh, okay, this guy's actually a part of the movie. It just rolls up with the loudest music possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, what did you think of the design of the alien itself? Can it, I be honest? Yeah. I was thinking, I wonder if Jordan Peele, because they were doing Twilight Zone, I don't, did they... This is bad. I should know this. Um, did it's they like, end up making Twilight Zone? Or yeah, Twilight Zone it, with Jordan it aired Peele? on CBS Plus. Okay. Or I think now Paramount Plus, whatever that It almost is. seemed like he took a Twilight Zone episode and then like kind of merged it with this movie idea that he had in a way. Because this uh-huh. kind of seemed like it wasn't so much what we know out of Jordan Peele, which I, you know, I appreciate that he's kind of doing different things. That's why I'm kind of saying that this is a sci-fi compared to his other stuff. 
because it it seemed I don't I actually don't think that I would be thinking it was a sci-fi at all if it wasn't for the end where the alien is like not in its spaceship form. Is that what you're talking about with the design? Yeah, yeah. It it felt very sci-fi-ish, which I don't have a problem with. That's just the only take I really have because I didn't well, it, dislike yeah. it, but I was just like, okay, but this makes it not scary. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think it was more of like a an interesting look than a scary look. I don't think they went for menacing. I think they right. went for like oh, it's interesting. an alien. And, yeah. and and I think they went for some legitimate like predatory things to throw in there, like the flapping thing. It's yeah, just that like was a, super cool. See that? Like, a, like if you're talking about that design, yeah. I love that. I was literally like talking a, about like when it unfolds itself and it kind of yeah. has this like body shape to it. Yeah. Um, no. Exactly. That I I don't know if I it was absolutely just absolutely it was like a big flying carpet. Yeah, but honestly, I do like the fact that they threw in a different like look of it, you know, yeah. other than just a spaceship kind of thing the whole time. Because you do see right away that there's like some kind of movement to the the under part of it exactly like there you can tell there's something and you see the inside of it when things get sucked up too and it doesn't look like it always stays in a circle form yeah yeah um but yeah i mean very good movie obviously i just had my my little things to say but it was more so just to talk about it Mm because in reality it was a really enjoyable watch um really liked it i mean I thought Get Out was just an absolute masterpiece. I don't think I watched us at least the whole thing. But um, this one, another hit from Jordan Peele. I've talked to a few other people too, and they love it. So another hit for me. I absolutely loved it. I think that there's so many things. Like I want to see it again just to kind of dive even further into that and see it like from a, a whole new perspective, kind of understanding what's coming. Yeah, that, but, I mean, absolutely a rewatch movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this is more, for me at least, more rewatchable than his other films. Um, not to say that I would never throw them on. I think I've seen both of them a couple times already. So this one's just on the docket. This of one's a little higher up on the docket. Yeah. Um, anything else on Nope? Uh, I love the the clothing that they wore, like the Scorpion King hoodie. Yeah, was dope. the little... Uh, the little throwback to his first set yeah, experience. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we already said it, but they they were just so good. All of oh, them were great. Oh, I mean, just literally, so it's just it was insane. And how Daniel Kaluuya can just be so good in kind of everything he does is very just stoic. In this and movie. Kiki just coming in hot, and then. People were comparing her to Zendaya, and she got pissed. She's like, I'm Kiki. I've been headlining. I've been the star since I was on fucking True Jackson VP, bitch. And I loved it. I loved the energy. I'm like, Kiki, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I I guess Zendaya is like a massive, massive name and star, but, I mean, Kiki Palmer is Kiki Palmer, too. Exactly. <laughs> so I get it. Like, she's still Kiki Palmer. And Jordan Peele was like, yeah, I wrote this with Kiki in mind. And I was like, you don't just... So, because somebody asked him, I saw, they were like, so did Kiki, like, uh, audition? He was like, no. What? <laughs> no, she didn't audition. And he was like, not that auditioning's bad. <laughs> like, just yeah. caught himself real quick. But he's like, no. No, she didn't audition. Yeah, Who do you think you're talking to? Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, shout out Kiki Palmer. All right. So, let's, let's see. You're going to see... Down. I'm going to see it. I promise you. episode title next week. We'll see if it's Thor, Love, and Thunder. We both just have a lot going on. Um, and it's I'm going to see It's kind of tough to get out the theaters. Easier to watch streaming movies. So you're either going to see the name of a comedy that is streaming on some sort of platform or available for rent or Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> at this point, they think that the uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder is going to come out uh, to streaming in like late August. So actually, yeah, um, because it's like literally about to go out of theaters, which is the only other reason I might not want to if other people haven't seen it. So we can all watch it on that stream. Um, So we'll talk about that offline little inside baseball there for you folks. Until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. We'll see you at the next episode.
You got it. Keep your skirt on and stop all that flapping. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> has to be. Stop all that flapping. <laughs> you can't hold it back. Or when they were flappers. Hey, see, stop that flapping. I will, yeah. All right, sounds good. Letters on the Benji. Ba-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-